Hey, it's Charlie. Welcome to episode 100 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. If you don't know me, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. I'm also scared to trust myself. And if, like me, you've spent a large proportion of your life trying to please others, to fit in or otherwise ensuring you toe the party line, it can be hard to trust yourself. So listen on and let me give you some support, some wisdom maybe, some advice of how to trust yourself better. First off, I cannot believe we've got to episode 100. Uh, It feels like it's been a long time coming and I'm super proud um, to do it. And I I think I said last week that I'm going to change these up a little bit. They're going to be a little bit more free-flowing and are going to talk a little bit more about you know the things maybe that I've been through maybe recently maybe not so recently um but they're the things I talk about with my friends and they go oh that's super helpful I'm really glad I'm not alone and the more I hear stuff about that and and the more I kind of listen to other people's podcasts I'm like this is what I'm searching for so there'll be some you know careers tips in here there'll be some you know leadership tips like all the kind of more professional aspects of of what I do but um generally uh there's going to be a, a slightly more relaxed feel about them maybe you're like well Charlie it doesn't feel any more relaxed at all maybe it feels more disorganized but I hope that it feels a bit more relaxed but anyway I want to start with a story so um let's just go into it so I read the message my friend had sent me a message and uh, my heart started pounding. I felt slightly sweaty. There was a knot building in my stomach. I felt nauseous, like I thought I was going to be sick. And I felt like a child again. I felt like I'd been caught out doing something that I shouldn't um, by one of my parents or uh, a teacher or something like that. And I never actually did anything as a child uh, that I shouldn't be doing that's not strictly true of course we always do but nothing major um, because I was far too good that said uh, if I thought I might do something that I would be punished for I hid it really well I was quite manipulative as a child because I learned really quickly uh, what the rules were and where I couldn't break them but sometimes I wanted to and so I found a way around it um but anyway going back to this message my crime and, and the, the what had made me feel this way I'd made a choice that someone else disapproved of and that choice was going to a, a party where there was going to be some tarot reading and I was angry I felt embarrassed I was scared scared that I'd been found out um scared about what this person might say um actually just to kind of backtrack a little bit the the message had come from my friend who'd been accosted by someone else within the community who was like I can't believe you're going to this this is like the worst choice you've ever made now I get that I do I really understand I grew up in a super religious household where you know, to go anywhere near a deck of tarot cards was like engaging the devil himself. And if you feel like that, like I understand, I genuinely do. 
Um, but I also believe that we have to make our own choices and we have to take responsibility for those um, and we have to learn from our mistakes. And so in my own mind, I was like, well, I'm not actually doing anything wrong. Um, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not doing anything bad. I'm just doing something that this other person disagreed with because it was very much against what they believe in. And I respect that. But I was also like, but I don't believe the same things. So for me, it's not the same issue as it is for you. Um, And I'd have to say, like, if you're like, oh, my gosh, she did what now? This is really like this put me right off. That's okay. If you want to stop listening now, I'm not the right coach for you. Cool. No worries. No harm done. Um, That's okay. Uh, But if you want to find out what happened, then please listen on. Um, So anyway, I was angry, embarrassed, scared. And these emotions show up as a fight response for me. Uh, I am, yeah, in terms of the fight, flight, freeze response, I'm definitely a fighter. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to say this. And if I see them, I'm going to show them and I'm going to make them feel bad for making me feel bad. And they're going to regret this. Would they, though? Because in reality, in reality, I didn't say any of those things. And I wouldn't because I'm a people pleaser. And despite being genuinely really hurt because the, the person who had the issue with it didn't come and see me. They went to see my friends and uh I wasn't able to have an open dialogue with them. Um, And so I was really hurt, but I also didn't want to upset the other person. I can see where their fears were coming from. I understand what was driving that and why they thought that. And I wasn't doing it to, I wasn't attending this evening to upset somebody. Um, And, but equally, I wasn't going to let them see, if I did see them, that they had upset me. And and in the past, what I would have done was to kind of go, oh, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't go. Um, you're right. This is like a really bad idea. And and agree with them. And or I might tell them that I changed my mind and go, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm not going to go. And then I'd have gone and done it in secret. That rebellious teenager coming out again. Um, but I'm almost always then plagued with doubts. Should I go? Like, have I done the wrong thing? you know, is their, is their opinion more valid than mine? Um, I don't know, like maybe I, maybe I am bad, maybe I am evil and all of those different things. Like all those things went through my mind. It was a pretty turbulent time and I'm what, 41 years old. And then I was like, nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm 41 years old, as I just said, um, and make my own choices and I take responsibility for them. I'm not afraid of other people or their perceptions of me. I like, but in that moment I was, but I was like, nope, I've done the work. I don't need to be. And so I worked really hard over the next kind of week or so to kind of remind myself that, um, I own, I own my actions and I own my, and I take responsibility for them. Um, but as I said, in the intro of this, if like me, you've spent a large proportion of your life trying to please other people, or you've tried to fit in or, always ensured that you have towed the party line, it can be really hard to trust yourself. And over the last 10 years or so, I've been working towards understanding and trusting myself. And I didn't even realise I was doing it at first. Um, 
it just started with kind of saying, it actually it started when I became a parent and I was like, I, w- I want to, you know, I want to use uh, cloth nappies and I want to sling my babies and I, if I can, I want to breastfeed them. Um, and making little kind of choices and saying, well, this is what I hope for and this is what I want. And I don't mind that it's not everyone's cup of tea, it's how I want to parent my child. And that gave me that um, ability to because I was doing it for for somebody else, as it were, it was easier for me to kind of trust myself and say, yes, this is important because I think it's the best um, option for my child. Um, Obviously, there were some things I changed my mind on because, you know, uh, we have very different ideas before we're a parent and and when we become a parent. But um, on the whole, uh, I stuck to some pretty fundamental decisions about how I wanted to treat my child and the things I wanted to do when I became a parent. So, but I didn't realise that actually that was the this first start of trusting myself. Um, but in the last four years, I've been wholly conscious about it and I've done a lot of shadow work and I'm really keen to do a podcast on shadow work and what that's meant for me. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that for another day. Uh, But after this work on myself, what I came to realise that was one of my biggest challenges was that I didn't trust myself. For so long, I'd been told what to do. I'd been told what to believe. I constantly looked around at what other people were doing, um, comparing myself to them. I admired their courage uh, for standing in their own kind of truth. But I felt like I couldn't do it myself, that if I did, there would be... um, people who would judge me, that would tell me I was wrong, that uh, that I was a bad person. And this caused no end of issues for me. There were people in my life with whom I had no boundaries and I was just, and, and I would, you know, just kind of please them, please them, please them at the expense of myself and my own intuition. And there were people I hid myself from. There's still people, if I'm being super honest with you, there are still people I hide my true self from in case they don't like the real me. Um, and I was scared of being myself in front of others because I knew they'd reject me because I'd been told that they that they would. You know, there were people in my childhood who, uh, and teenage years, and even actually up to my late 20s, who said, if you do that, then you are not welcome here. And they withdrew their love and or threatened to. So I was like really clear that if I did this, I would be rejected. And nobody wants that. Um, And so even, you know, late 30s, my inner critic was shouting loud and clear, you can't do that, you will be rejected. But I was unhappy. I was living in fear of being found out. I was doing these things in secret, hiding and, and scurrying around in the shadows I was worried about upsetting people or disappointing people. And I was tired of lying. I was tired of remembering who knew what about me, but how to change. So, as I said already, I accidentally started learning how to trust myself, by which I mean it wasn't the intended outcome. I just wanted an outlet for my feelings, a private space where no one would comment or judge me. Um, And I did that by turning to journaling so my mum has kept a diary like her entire life and it's awesome I, I really admire her for it um but when I started journaling it was just as a kind of uh, as I say as an outlet and it was somewhere I could be completely myself share my opinions and my feelings and not be afraid 
but I hid my journal and I used it when everyone else was asleep. Sometimes I wrote pages and pages, other times a few notes. I meditated uh, before doing it on some occasions and I wrote furiously when emotions were high. And I'd have to say that that was the main thing. Like when I was angry or hurt or upset, the journal would come out and I, I didn't journal so much about the, the positive feelings. Um, and I said what I really thought and I didn't hold back. And this process really helped me to formulate my thoughts. I didn't listen to my intuition directly, although looking back, it was there. But because it was just me, myself, to me, myself and my journal, didn't think about it at all. I didn't need to trust myself because it was already just me, myself and I. I couldn't offend myself, right? So then I started sharing my opinions with other people. And once I'd started forming those my own thoughts and opinions in my 30s, in my journal, I started sharing them, mostly with a couple of really trusted friends. And I'm really grateful to those people who encouraged me to form my own beliefs and values in that loving and safe space. I was able to ask questions that seemed like stupid or basic and, um, and, and curious, like I was able to get curious with my friends. But I also realised how often other people felt the same or had experienced similar. I wasn't alone. And maybe, more importantly, they didn't think my ideas were bad or evil or rebellious or stupid. And in fact, they often agreed. And so from there, I sought out people similar to me. I read around topics and I researched. And this came to a head, as I said, when I was pregnant with my eldest. There were certain things I wanted to do as a mum Um and those options weren't entirely out there, but they still weren't mainstream. I, you know, I'm like more of a hippie mom. Um, but the big life events like so for me, be becoming a parent, are often a catalyst for change. So now I had responsibility for somebody else and I suddenly knew my own mind. And when it came to looking after them, it was I was really clear. My intuition was getting stronger and I knew that I could trust it. And I think it's really important to... Um, seek out different opinions so over time I've met people with whom I have differing views and I've learned two really big lessons the first is that I can have a different view and that it's okay and the second is that life is full of opportunities to judge and be judged you can't please everybody and nowadays I abide by the rule I'll as long as it's not hurting anyone it's none of my business mantra there's too much judgment without me adding to it and I was listening to a song with the girls of the day. It was by Jack Johnson. It's called Banana Pancakes. I think it's one of the, I think it's that one. And he says, love is the answer to all the questions, at least in my heart. And I was like, oh, yes, I really feel that. And I've had to let some people go in my life because our views are so opposing. But on the whole, it's been done with kindness. And there are also folks who've decided that my views are too different to theirs. And this has hurt a lot in some cases. Um, but I don't want people in my inner circle who don't accept me for who I am. Uh, that's not me being selfish. That's holding a boundary and saying it's OK for you to to feel differently, to think differently. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but that's not what I believe. And if fundamentally we're having opposing viewpoints, then this isn't going to work unless we're both willing to say we agree to disagree, in which case, we're all good. But if actually you're going to comment on my life choices and you're going to make, you know, try or I'm going to feel bad as a result of that uh, because you can't make me feel bad. Only I can do that. Right. But if I'm going to feel bad because I feel like I'm offending you the whole time, then this isn't going to work. So um, on one hand, I still feel really mean and guilty 
But then I remember I'm not responsible for other people's reactions or actions. But that doesn't mean I can't treat them compassionately while still holding my boundaries. And I find it easier to hold boundaries for my girls. I try, I aim to keep uh, to treat them with unconditional love and I respect and teach them it's okay to have their own ideas, their beliefs and values, even if they're different to mine. Um, and in most cases, we can have a talk about it. And I'm also really open to having my mind change and admitting I've made a mistake. Which leads me on to that kind of thought around critical thinking. So I think when I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, um, there was this big kind of idea that we were would respect our elders. And looking back on it, whilst I agree in principle, I think what that meant was agreeing with them, uh, or at least that's what I found. And so for me, I didn't know what I really thought um, because I felt like I had to agree with my elders and in my own life there was an opportunity for a meaningful discussion because it was my way or the highway right so um and I was scared to disagree and so that left me kind of not knowing what I really felt because I felt that what I thought was wrong and I would have to say that I think we do it better now. I think we handle it better, certainly with my own children and with other people in my life. I'm really open to having um, a a meaningful conversation, even if that's with somebody I wholeheartedly disagree on, because I want to understand their point of view, because maybe I'm wrong. Like, you know, that could be a possibility. Uh, And so... um, by speaking to other people who think differently to me, then I can see their perspective. Or what I also find is that sometimes it confirms my own choices. And as I chatted this whole situation through with my friend, we talked about informed choice and educated decision making. And By getting that different perspective, as I say, we might strengthen our own resolve or we might swear in thoughts as we discover more information. But if we never talk about it, then we can't get more information or we get it from, you know, as as human beings, we look for information that backs up what we already think. So we actively need to decide to speak to people outside our own frame of reference, to join groups that are different to to engage with that kind of empathetic um and beginner's mind that comes across in uh i think it's from buddhism actually but certainly within a meditation kind of context um and we can tap into our own intuition and we can ask ourselves well what do i think and we can say you know like mid-conversation wow that's really interesting can i just take a minute to think about what I think about that and hopefully we can then have a discussion and say you know what I disagree but you've given me some food for thought and I'm going to go away and I'm going to think about it um and we can also foster critical thinking in other people by saying hey what do you think so my daughter uh I can't think the conversation we were having actually we were she was talking about something and I was like well this is what I think about it 
what do you think? And she was like, uh, I don't know what I think. And I was like, okay, that's okay. Sometimes it's really hard to know and it feels a bit odd to kind of be asked that question, but let's do that more. And so, you know, that's what I try and do with, with my kids because I want them to have that critical thinking um, ability and that skill. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to just kind of say was, a lot of this, a lot of this trusting ourselves is around fear. By acknowledging what we're feeling and then exploring it, we can make that fear smaller. So we can start like super small. And this is what my friend and I were discussing and saying, do I prefer my cream on top of the jam if I'm making a scun? Or do I prefer it underneath? And it's a silly, like it's a silly uh, um, example. But depending where you are, in, and I know I've got a lot of listeners outside of the UK, but within the UK, like it's a really big, which do you do? <gasps> or do you pronounce scone or scone? Or, you know, there's so many variations. And so making up your mind what you stand for. And I... Um, just I, I know this has been a long one anyway but I was thinking about this like I, so I'm a vegan right and oh five six years ago I would not have said that I'd have sat firmly on the fence and I'd have been like oh I, you know, I, don't, I don't really eat meat and then people would have served me and I'd have gone oh thank you so much oh this is delicious whilst thinking why didn't I just tell them um but I was uh I was scared because I was scared they were going to reject me. I was scared they were going to think I'm re- I was really self-righteous. I know that things like, well, a lot of the choices I make, so breastfeeding, um, putting the babies in cloth nappies, um, gentle parenting, uh, veganism, people consider it a a judgment upon their own lives so even my other half he'd be like well I don't, I don't want to stop eating meat and I was like I'm not asking you to I'm just saying so I, and just to give you a bit of context the reason I went vegan in the first place is because I have irritable bowel syndrome and the, and the biggest trigger for that for me is dairy it took me six years to find out and and well it took me three years to find out and then another three of denying it and getting really ill and being like I should just really give it up and then I didn't and then I did and of course, all vegan cooking doesn't have dairy in, right? So it's a safe option for me. And then I realised that I wasn't really missing meat. I've never been a massive meat eater anyway. And But my other half is a huge meat eater. Um, and he was just like, well, I don't want to stop eating meat. And I was like, I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying that actually I feel better when I don't eat meat and I don't and I definitely feel better when I don't eat dairy. This is not me casting aspersions on the way you live your life or any of that. And so having those little conversations and I didn't and, and it took me a while to even tell him. I started by just kind of picking up vegan ice cream and I was like, oh, it's dairy free. Like I was able to be really clear about I can't eat dairy because it hurts my stomach. And people really understood that. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, don't do that. That must be awful for you. But but make but being vegan by choice not just because it hurts my stomach but because actually I don't really eat meat and I don't drink that often either <laughs> I also don't drink coffee like I'm dead boring me um but uh and people find it really weird and they go well uh, and it's like well, I'm not judging you for your choices um 
I'm I'm waffling. Sorry. Uh, my point was that by starting small and making small choices for yourself and saying, this is what I believe to be true. This is what is important to me. Um, it becomes easier. And then starting to tell people it's OK to start doing things a little bit differently and to state your opinion. And processing your fears looks like observing how it feels in your body. So what I can tell you is that when I trust myself, when I tap into my own intuition, when I know that what I'm doing is in line with what's really important to me, it feels calm. I know it in my bones that it's the right choice. Even if I feel like even if my throat crackles when I say it out loud. Um, and when I am not making a choice that's in line with my intuition, where I'm making a choice where I don't quite trust it, although I may not know that at the time, it feels like a, a, I'm not sure this is going to make sense as I say it out loud, but for me it feels like I'm all jangled up, like it's just a bit inside, that there's something going, this isn't quite right, but I'm going, oh, it'll be, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll all work out in the end. And then I often feel a kind of sense of resentment or maybe a, a sense of frustration that this isn't, you know, like, so when in the early days of veganism, people used to serve me meat and I'd be like, what do I do now? Do I offend them and say, sorry, I'm not eating that? Or do I just do it and keep the peace? But then if I keep doing it, how do I eventually say, I don't want to eat meat anymore? And in the end, I had to say it out loud. And I, and I, I think I, I think I like would bring my own stuff. Um, and people eventually got, got used to it. Um, but but it's really, you know, it, it's being really clear and communicating those boundaries, as I've already said earlier. Um, but each time you make that little step and you stand up for yourself and you voice what it is you really think, you strengthen your intuition and you make that feel smaller. And coming back to this whole uh, reason I started this blog post, uh, not blog post, podcast today, is that... Um, it, this came from that message that I got from my friend, yeah? The one that said, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. They found out and they're not happy. And that fear came up and what I did was I talked about it. And, I, you know, at first we talked about it within the group, like the five of us who are going to this evening. And... um we were like this, you know, actually, what are we worrying about? What what are we doing wrong? You know, what's what's going on? What are, what are we all feeling behind it? And it was good to, to not be alone. But then I went away and I was like, well, why? Why was I feeling like that? What was going on? And, it, and I, you know, and I'm the result of that uh, retrospection, reflectiveness is this podcast, because <laughs> this is what I discovered that I was I was feeling uh, that I couldn't trust myself that I was doubting myself and I was like maybe I shouldn't go and I was like I'm just going out with friends and it's it's we're not opening a portal to the underworld as far as I'm concerned and if we had and actually the, the time has passed and I don't believe we did um but if I had made this huge mistake and gone and felt really uncomfortable there 
I would have trusted my own intuition and I'd, and I'd have left. And I would have also gone back to the person who was really worried about it and said, do you know what, I made a mistake. I should have listened to you. It was a bad idea. Maybe this thing has happened. Can you help me fix it? Because that would have been the right thing to do as well. So, you know, it it, it was exploring all those feelings, what came up for me um, and and making that fear small. And by talking to people and saying, hey, this is going on, like, would you do this thing? What do you think about it? And getting other people's opinions. Most people were like, oh, yeah, that sounds really amazing. That sounds really good. No, you're definitely not doing anything wrong. It validated me, which always feels good. But I was able to say, well, out of the 15 people I've spoken to, only one has gone, "Mm, yeah, no, it's not for me. And I've gone, do you know what? That's absolutely fine. So it made that fear smaller. I was able to say, no, I think I can trust myself to go to this thing, uh, this tarot evening. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested. I'm curious. Um, And then I was able to trust myself to do that. And each time I trust myself and nothing bad happens, I'm able to make better decisions, which makes me more open to creating more opportunity and more possibility in my own life, which surely is a win-win situation. So, you know, it's been a really long one today and um, and maybe that's how it's going to go. Like I am quite verbose, maybe I'll get better at being more succinct. I don't know. But um, I figure, like, if I can't do this in episode 100, uh, when can I? So, you know, I'd love to hear from you about where you're not trusting yourself. Maybe you don't know, but maybe it's just a feeling, that jangled up feeling like what I get. Or maybe it's a different feeling. Maybe you feel a, a ball in the pit of your stomach. Maybe you get cramp somewhere or a headache or you know, maybe you're tired. Like, that, there'll be some kind of feeling... It's worth exploring. Or maybe, you know, in your journal, journal, you're writing one thing, but you don't feel like you can say that out loud. Um, so, you know, feel free to get in touch. Tell me what it is that's going on. Um, and and if, you know, if you need someone to talk to, then then just let me know and I can create space to, to do that for you, to listen uh, so that you can process your fears, so we can... Um, you know, get that critical thinking in place. And and maybe, you know, I have a different opinion to you or maybe you have a different opinion to me. But I welcome that uh, dialogue and that meaningful conversation um, to understand your opinion and, and you know, and be um, honest with you, but also to offer you that unconditional love and non-judgmental space to have a meaningful conversation about it uh, with somebody who feels differently to you if that would be beneficial for you. Perhaps you don't have that in another place. So let me know. That's uh, that's it for me today. And I will see you back here next week. Take care, folks. <laughs>